0: in the morning when you want the news you need the front page every hour on the press box
1: nothing's writing on this except the uh, first amendment the constitution freedom of the press and maybe the future of the country not that any of that matters
2: and now the news
3: the new york rangers called for the head of player safety in the nhl george peros to be fired yesterday Uh, This stems from Tom Wilson of the Capitals. Uh, He punched one player for the Rangers who was laying on the ice. He then pulled our Timmy Panarin to the ground by the back of our Timmy Panarin's head. Uh, The Rangers statement yesterday was about how they were disappointed that Tom Wilson wasn't suspended for what they called his horrifying act of violence. Uh, And they continued on about how he's a repeat offender, how he should have been suspended and finished it with. We view this as a dereliction of duty by the NHL head of player safety, George Peros, and believe he is unfit to continue in his current role. I don't know that I can remember a team in any of our pro leagues here in the U.S. calling for a member, publicly calling for a member of
0: the league to be fired. No, and good for them. I'm glad they did. I never thought I'd be so excited to scour my TV channel tonight and get the uh, Capitals Rangers game, but I'm going to try to uh, tune into that. (laughs) Good for them. We talked about this yesterday about how Tom Wilson just continues to get away with things, and it's ridiculous, and they don't really punish him. And we, I saw a tweet yesterday, which, you know, obviously not as serious as what Tom Wilson did, was like, if these guys can do that, why well, haven't some baseball uh, baseball uh, teams called out umpires and said, we need that guy oh, gone. We need Angel Hernandez. We don't think he's done a very good job. Uh, but no, t- teams teams don't do this. They don't call out specific high-level officials of leagues, at least publicly. I'm sure behind the scenes, there's calls all the time saying this guy's no good, but never in this realm. So Capitals said, um, well, the Capitals said, we're not responding, we're going to let the league take care of it, because they know the league's not going to do anything. So <laughs> it's like, I'll let those guys take care of it. Tommy got a $5,000 fine. I mean, like, why would we Why would we comment on this? Who cares? They're not going to, they have nothing to do with that, and the league's not going to do anything. So, I mean, I'm glad they did it. The sad part is, I don't think anything will come of it.
3: I am curious, what did the Rangers say privately behind the scenes like i i assume this wasn't their first response like i'm assuming they tried to talk to Gary Bettman or they tried to talk to somebody at the NHL and say, hey, what what the hell? Like, why did Tom Wilson not get suspended? Like, we, we feel like he put our players in danger and you guys didn't do anything to him. So I, I'm curious what they said behind the scenes, because I have to imagine they did. And because they put out a statement like this, I have to imagine the NHL's answer back was deal with it. Like, suck it up and deal with it. And the Rangers said whatever, we're going public with this. You guys need to fire this guy.
2: Do you
0: believe, I haven't seen it yet, doesn't the NHL though because that's what the capital said. They said, we won't comment. We'll leave that to the NHL. Doesn't the NHL at some point, because this was made so public, have to make a statement? I, I, I mean, maybe it's a sentence saying this is internal and whatever and it's over, but I haven't seen anything from them and I mean, this this went viral when a team like that calls out one of your top yeah. officials. This thing was crazy last night. And I haven't seen anything from the NHL. Does
3: Gary Bettman do a post or a press conference before the postseason begins? Yes. Or, or so yes, that I assume would be the next time that there's, there's some oh, sort he'll of media yeah. questions to Bettman. He'll be asked. And yeah, I mean, you you gotta have an answer. I mean, yeah. the good thing for the NHL and not having to answer for it is that they're not like a. Team where they have to talk to the media every single right, day, so right. they can avoid it for a while. But you know, we're two weeks away from the from the regular season ending, or so. So at Boy. some point, I mean, yeah, yeah, hey, one of your teams wants to fire one of your employees. Uh, what do you have to say about that? Like, there's going to have to be some question about
0: it. How much do the Rangers take the take the runs at them tonight? I mean, you can't, right? Like, you can't. How, how much will that be looked out for? Yeah. Like that there'll be warnings before that game. Right. Saying, all but right. but like, if you're
3: a team and you say, hey. You guys got to fire the, the head of player safety because he didn't suspend this guy. You can't then go out and play just as dirty as the guy yeah. you want suspended. Yeah, right. I mean, you, you, you can, want to. but you can, I mean, you're going to look like idiots
2: if you do. And then George Paris is going to suspend all of your players yeah. instead of Tom Wilson. I just, all I want is someone to drop kick somebody on the ice. They're wearing skates, Jared. Oh yeah, no, that would, that would be really bad.
3: I'm a... The Bucs beat the Nets 124-118. It is the second win for the Milwaukee Bucks over the Brooklyn Nets this week. Giannis had 36 points. He hit four threes. And it's looking Boy. more and more likely that the Sixers will get the one seed in the East, meaning Bucks nets would be the second round matchup in the Eastern Conference. Can't beat <laughs> us! Uh. Well, how bad a matchup is it then? Well, okay, so like we talked about earlier in the week, they they can't guard Giannis unless they overhelp because like it was, it's Blake Griffin, it's DeAndre Jordan, and it's Jeff Green. Those are the three guys they use to guard him one on one. Now, it's the regular season. Teams play different defensively in the playoffs. I'm assuming if these two teams meet in the playoffs. That they're not just going to leave Jeff Green, DeAndre Jordan, or Blake Griffin in one-on-one matchups. I'm assuming they're going to help a lot more on Giannis, but that's what the Bucks are built for. They're built for, hey, when you overhelp, we've got shooters to make you pay. So, I'm fascinated because I don't... I mean, we've seen it twice this week. What, Giannis is averaging like 42 points in two games against the Nets this week. Like... How how do they guard? How do they figure out how to stop Giannis? Because they don't have somebody that can even
2: remotely slow him down one on one. So their plan to attack Giannis is the 2015 Clippers. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> would have worked back then. Would have been phenomenal back then. Like no, but
3: genuinely, all three of those players were on the 2015 yeah. Clippers. Like that's and that's that's the problem for the Nets is their they're not built as a good defensive team. They're built as a, Hey, we can outscore you. But when you're giving one of the top, you know, three players in the league, essentially shots at the rim, every possession, because Blake Griffin or DeAndre Jordan can't guard him. You're not really, you're not going to outscore that. You're not going to outscore layups from Giannis for an entire game. It's just not going to happen. So as of now, it's hard to envision the Nets winning, but I assume there'll be some defensive adjustment, some significant defensive adjustment that will take well, away Giannis's layups. They might give up open threes. They might lose that way, but you can't lose because you give up open layups to Giannis. I mean, if you're
0: going to do extensive defensive adjustments, I think it starts with Blake. You need to sit down.
2: <laughs> DeAndre like, Jordan?
0: Well, I take Blake over. I take Jordan over at Blake at this point. I mean, neither is a good option. <laughs> neither is a good option. They both stink as an option, but if you're, you know, you're, you're weighing one against the other, I'd probably sit Blake. Honestly, I, I mean, there's they neither might, are good
3: options. They might need to put Kevin Durant on him. I don't know what the individual numbers are. I don't know if Kevin Durant Correct. would be significantly better, but Kevin Durant's got the wingspan to actually bother some yep. Giannis shots. He might not be big enough to, you know, really deal with him in the right. paint, but he can probably bother his shots more than Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan can.
2: Clippers Jeff Green that season. That's crafty wording right there. I give you credit.
3: Man City beat PSG 2-0 yesterday. Man City advances to the Champions League final. They will play the winner of Chelsea and Real Madrid, who play today in the second leg of
0: their semifinal. Ed is one game away from free lunch. Well, I I was so excited yesterday. I didn't wait till seven to Google it. I waited till four forty-five. <laughs> I, I literally Googled it uh, at the gym. I got. A, I, I was walking out to the gym. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Didn't that happen today? And I Googled it, and I was very excited at that point. And Jared, who who is it? Chelsea and Chelsea and Real Madrid. And Real
2: Madrid. PSG was my best shot. They were. Ah. I was so angry. I deactivated my Twitter.
0: I will not be happy if I lose the lunch to an American kid.
2: Oh, Pulisic! I will, I Let's will not go! Be happy. I will not be happy. Knock with. him out!
0: Like if an American kid costs me the number four, no lettuce. Uh, that that is gonna put me over. Listen, the, edge. the American kid knocked Man City I out know. of the FA Cup
3: so, in England. So they've be. already beaten him he in can't one do tournament it twice. He can do it twice. Oh, it'd be a Pulisic all the way! One-
2: what did he get drafted by? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Real Salt Lake. Um, <laughs> one complaint for they you, Jerry. <laughs> one thing you should be mad about. Uh, for some reason, PSG went into that game yesterday. They had to at least score two goals. There was no scenario they could advance without scoring two goals. They actually needed to score, I think, what, three goals at the end of the day mm-hmm. to advance. They did not play Killian Mbappe, who is their second best player. He is the guy that carved Bayern Munich up. For some reason, he sat on the bench for the entire game.
2: If it turns out to be like behavioral issues, I'm going to put my fist through the wall. (laughs) Behavioral issues.
0: What do you think?
3: LeBron James will not play Thursday or Friday. The Lakers have a back-to-back. They're playing the Clippers and the Blazers. Two teams right in the hunt with them in the middle seeds in the uh, uh, Western Conference. The way Adrian Wojnarowski reported it is that the Lakers are are saving him, letting him rest up and heal before the playoffs start. I he missed a lot of time, he came back, got hurt again, and now he's missing more games. This will be the third straight game that he missed after he left Sunday's game with an ankle injury. I I feel worried that LeBron James isn't actually going to be 100% for the playoffs. Oh, I don't
0: think he's going to be 100%. Um... Man, I watched the Clippers last night, and they're a little – they beat Toronto barely, but they're a little disjointed also. Like Kawhi's coming back off an injury. He didn't look good at all. Um, Beverly's coming back off an injury. And right now they play in the first round. It'd be the 3-6 matchup. Now, I'd like to see it just because it's Lakers-Clippers, but, like, both teams just don't look like themselves. I don't know who would win the series. But, man, the Clippers last night, they didn't look very good at all. And I'm with you. I don't think he'll be 100%. There's no way he can be 100% – with an ankle sprain if it's starting like, you know, in a week or so whenever they start. So, yeah, I don't I they play this week. Don't they the Lakers play the Clippers this week? We'll just have to yeah. see how that works, yeah, but that's, um that's Thursday's yeah. game. I want to see it. I think it'd be a great first-round series cuz um everyone wants to see that matchup. Didn't get it last year, but there's no way he's 100%. No chance. There's no chance. Are we actually going to get He probably wasn't 100% when he came back before not. he sprained his ankle.
3: So, are we actually going to get Jazz Suns Western Conference Finals? Might. Yeah. I mean, like I, they're the, they're the one and the two seed. And, and for the most part, I feel like everyone is like, yeah, whatever. The Lakers and Clippers are still better, but like Jamal Murray's out done that, for the Nuggets for the rest of the year, God. LeBron, if LeBron's not a hundred percent, like the Clippers, uh, Clippers never win anything in the playoffs anyways. Like, are we legitimately going to get jazz nu- or
0: jazz uh, sons in the Western conference? If finals? you're the Nuggets right now, seeing LeBron hurt, seeing Kawhi hurt. Oh. And you say, oh, Murray, oh, they yeah. could have gone to the yeah. final. I mean, they
3: could have e- easily gone to the final. It's, it's, that's one of the most brutal injuries the oh, team has brutal. suffered. Given what happened with other yeah. teams? As far as having brutal. a championship window yes, and absolutely. losing that player, brutal. It's,
2: it sucks. We're going to postpone the playoffs uh, due to COVID. Uh, we just <laughs> need to get everyone healthy. Uh, LeBron, why don't you go down to Miami and take two weeks off? <laughs> Next question. All right. Uh, this story, I think this might be the
3: worst neighbor ever, but former Nevada basketball player A.J. West has an apartment in Brooklyn. He apparently rents it out for parties and music video shoots. Uh, neighbors have complained about it. Uh, A.J. West is also being sued by a different landlord for a different apartment because he's not paying rent there, uh, but it, at his one apartment that people are complaining about, two people were arrested one night after firing guns. Uh
0: yeah. This sounds like the worst neighbor ever, right? Trying to think of a worst. Well, I don't know any of my neighbors. I I go home and close the garage door, so I don't know what they're doing. If anyone's doing that stuff in my neighborhood, I wouldn't have any idea, so I'm fine with it. Um, Yeah, it doesn't sound sound like the guy or the real estate agent says. You know, usually you'd say, hey, you get to, uh, you know... This guy played college You kind of try to sell, like you know, this guy might have some guys over. But I don't know if you're selling that if you're the real estate agent. Like you can't sell the next door because it's a complete nightmare over there. So this guy might be the worst neighbor ever. He's certainly worse than ever any neighbor I've had. One of no his neighbor. neighbors has refused to pay
3: their landlord rent until because AJ West is is gone. Until that stops, because he's I so miserable. Wonder if you can do that.
0: <laughs> well, is it the same landlord? I think I mean, yeah, yeah, I think oh, so. Oh, well I then you saying, then you probably have an argument. Yeah. If it's like different ones, I'd be like, well then are yeah, I'm you're, pretty you know, sure it's the same that landlord.
3: And he's saying oh, yeah, then I would I kick could kick this do guy that. out. Yeah. I'm not paying you rent until you kick this guy I out. I think
0: you'd have a you'd have Sam and Ash, but I, I I absolutely think you could probably do that if it's yeah. the same person. All
3: right, coming up next, you and LB's basketball schedule. It looks pretty good for next
2: year. Marvin back in. Jonah goes to the bench. Oh. Did they call an offensive foul on Vitali Sheba? That is a horrible call. Vitaly caught the inbounds pass. He's banging with Roddy. And they say that is an absolutely terrible call. Fourth on Vitaly Shebel And what a terrible call. I mean, there's a lot of contact in there. That is ridiculous.
0: Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios, this is the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff. Can't wait to hear some more of those this season. UNLV's basketball schedule. Before you say that, you know Vitaly Sheeville to me is like the sushi guy. I don't even know who that person is. <laughs> he
3: transferred here from Arizona State, played no, for a year, and then he was gone. I
0: remember the name. No chance to remember one thing that guy did. He's almost like the sushi who? sushi guy. He
2: picked who? up four fouls. <laughs> <laughs> he transferred in, picked up four fouls, and, then he and left. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got to find a Georgie. Georgie Slavanchi? I remember him. Yeah, I remember he scored
3: 12 points in a game. I remember him. I got
2: to find it.
3: And he hit three, was it two or three threes in that one? So <laughs> it's it probably exists somewhere. Like, he actually scored in a game.
0: Side note, Sushi Guy was at the scrimmage on Saturday with a um, one of those glass uh, encompasses with his jersey in it. Like, So I don't think Sushi's coming back. Like no, that was jersey. their senior day, senior night. Thing okay. For, well, he could have he used his year. But. Yes, he could have come back. Okay. They did that for the it, five apparently or six
3: guys that elected not to use their okay. extra right. year of eligibility. Oh, they gave him a senior day oh, at practice good. or at, at the scrimmage and okay. gave him their jerseys and a frame and all that. Good. Max Gillum. No, was there any sushi on the frame? No, Man. but it looked, it looked like if that he,
0: kid. It looked like that kid's like, you know what? I got better things to do in life. He had a huge smile on his face. If he had set the frame on the ground,
3: put a roll of sushi oh. on it, and eaten it off of there, oh, he'd be more phenomenal. of our
0: hero than he already is. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so the UNLV basketball schedule, we know five games that they're going to play. Uh, they're going to play in the main event where they will play two of Arizona, Wichita State and Michigan Uh, don't know the matchups for that just yet, but they'll get two of those three teams. And then UCLA Cal and SMU are all going to be back on the schedule. Those are three games that got wiped out uh, last season by COVID. And they've simply been pushed back to being replayed this year. There is one other game that I think is likely to happen. And that is the uh, mountain West Atlantic 10 challenge. It got canceled last year. They were supposed to go to VCU. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll rearrange the matchups, but presumably they they said it was going to come back for this year. So presumably UNLV will go to VCU as well, but we don't know that just yet. So you're looking at UCLA who went to the final four Could be final four again. is yeah, in really everybody's good. like way too early top 10 for college basketball. You're looking at SMU who was a top 75 team last year. Cal was outside the top 100, but it's still a decent team. And then you'll play two of these. Arizona's got a chance to be top 25, even though Sean Miller's gone, Wichita state's top 75 and Michigan, who is also in everybody's way too early top 25, like UCLA. That's a, that's a pretty solid start to a schedule. Like every year, the UNLV non-conference schedule, the goal is, Hey, is this good enough to get the NCAA tournament? Like if you have a good team, if you win some of these games, is it a good enough resume? And granted, this is not the entire schedule. It's roughly half of it, a little less than half. But it's a good start, and it's a good place to be for UNLV if you're trying to put together an NCAA yeah.
0: tournament-worthy schedule. Of all of them, I guess I'd say Cal because they lost their leading score to San Diego State. I, I don't know how good Cal was, but if you lose your leading score, that can't be great. Um, so maybe Cal, is really good. I... I I want to see them play Michigan just to see yeah. Michigan. I and I don't really know whatever. I mean, I, I would hope they'd want to play Michigan. I mean, you know, that's a huge primetime game. Um, I want to ask you quick. We didn't get it in the front page, but I wanted to get your thoughts because uh, we talked about this guy uh, a lot. Mbake Zhang told John Rothstein his list now as Florida State, U- UCF, and Utah. It's not everybody. I get that. I'm not going to say it's everybody. But sometimes I see these kids, whether it's Maury Hardy or whoever, like leave. And go to higher-level schools, and I'm almost thinking, did they not get enough out of them here? Like, I was like, wonder, like, let's say this kid goes to Florida State. Like, I don't—I I don't know. I mean, be, I, do be you see insane. what I'm saying? I mean, it'd be good for—I guess for him, but— Sometimes I like you know, in, you know, obviously, like you said in the rundown, Craig Smith is going to win the league with a bunch of UNLV kids <laughs> next year. I mean, he, he loves UNLV. Kids. He must have loved UNOV when they played him. I mean, did, did this guy scout say, "Boy, if I had all these guys, we'd like really he be lost good. Him. Like, He,
2: could, he like, lost yeah, to he kept, him.
0: he kept losing to him. Like, yeah, and, and the one time he lost, I'm like, yeah, if I had that John guy and, and David Jenkins, but did this list surprise you? So Utah, not so much. Given what I guess Smith not so much. Done. Yes.
3: Uh, I don't know who he knows in Florida. He's, he's got to know somebody. Yeah, the Central other two Florida are Florida, Florida schools. Florida State are on his list. I guess actually he came from a prep school there, if I remember correctly. So I think he was at a prep school in Florida, which might explain that. Um, the, So the interesting part on UNLV guys that leave, Shakur Jusen went to Oregon and was... was Solid. He was a useful player for Oregon. He wasn't anything special, but he was he was solid for Oregon. Amory Hardy went to Oregon, and by the end of the season, was barely playing. He was like their eighth man, yeah. and they were only playing seven. Mike Mosher went to Oregon. Um, yes, Mike Mosher was was good he for to, Oregon, yeah, he was too. good. He was good. Um, but you look at the the example that Mbake Zhang is trying to follow is Jonathan John Wichachua because he's he play, he was ahead of Jonathan John Wachachua on the depth chart right. here at UNLV. John Wichachua transfers to Baylor, and mm. Baylor nice asked, role him, player to Baylor win asked him to do yeah. two things. Roll to the basket after ball screens and go get a rebound. Yeah. And he's really good at those two yeah. things. And that's all they asked him to do. They didn't ask him to do anything else. So I think Mbake Zhong saw Jonathan Chama and said, huh, I could do that yes. for a Power 5 school.
0: I didn't think of that. He probably watched that Final Four National Championship and said, if he can do it, I can certainly yeah. do it. He said, I can do that for a Power 5 school. Yeah. Now,
3: I'm sure he wants to start and all that. And, and I don't I don't know Florida State's roster I maybe mean, they want a center they're and good, he but, would start but I, that's what I have to imagine Imbeke Jong was looking at that Jonathan Jamalachatu will won a national championship yeah. as the you know seventh guy uh, on Baylor doing basically hey these are the two things that we want you to do do them really well and he did and Imbeke Jong said well I was ahead of that guy at UNLV so I I can do that I, if if that's what a team wants me to do so that that to me is what makes sense with him in Florida State I don't know. How I don't know about Central them. Florida.
0: to Tell you the truth, I, I'm saying that, and I, I don't have no either. idea. Yeah, I, I know nothing about. I, we know more about Utah than those other two. They had Taco Fall. That's about the only thing I
2: know about Central Florida. So
0: yeah, <laughs> I just I, I saw that list and like, Florida State's like a top 25 team every year. We don't know what Craig Smith's going to be able to build at Utah, but I see some of these lists on these guys. We haven't seen a list from. I don't think we've seen anything from Bryce Hamilton. They still have one scholarship available at UNLV. I don't think either of us will be surprised if he comes back. I would actually like to see a list from him though. Like, I'd like to see who was interested to the point he'd put out a list. You know what I forgot to do
3: yesterday? One of my friends from Ole Miss texted me asking me about Bryce Hamilton. And I was like, yeah, okay, what about him? Has he seen his name? And, yeah, he said, uh, yeah, Ole Miss is apparently interested in him. So. Does Ole Miss play defense? uh, They shoot a lot of mid-range jumpers. Leading in the clubhouse. Yes. Um. (laughs) They shoot a ton of mid-range jumpers. They do not shoot threes or layups. All mid-range jumpers. Huh? They were like one of the of, of like the SEC schools. I think they were number one in terms of mid-range jumpers.
2: Do they run the offense though, where one guy has the ball, dribbles it like nine hundred times, and then pulls up for a mid-range? Sometimes, jump. yes. Okay, well, yeah. he might be. Yeah, yes. he's going to be good. The in that problem offense. is though. You th- tell me
0: that they don't defend. This kid's leading
3: them in scoring. No, next they year. were very good defensively. <laughs> okay. They were excellent defense. They were they were a, they were like one of the like three or four best defensive teams in the SEC. Oh. So, but they were not great on offense because they just shoot a
0: that's interesting. I would have thought if your if your friend saw it, I would have thought we would have seen it too, like a list out there with Ole Miss. Usually these guys are got lists out there and you know who's interested in them.
3: So shooting mid-range Kermit Davis, the head coach at Ole Miss, is saying, Yeah, come on down. You can launch up as many mid-range jumpers as you want. Bryce Hamilton said, Thank you.
0: Hearing this T.J. guy talk about threes and layups, I want to shoot from 15 feet. Real quick, do you ever think it gets in kids' heads like Mbake Jean goes to Florida State and David Jenkins goes to Utah, and these guys go to the Power Fives? Do you ever think it gets in a kid's head like that? If I do come back, it'll look like I didn't, uh, like uh, not failed, but I didn't do what others could do. Probably, there's probably a level. There's a that. little. There's a level of that. Especially I think. if you get an offer to a you know bigger five or better school. Right. Right. You're like, okay. oh yeah, I
3: I should take okay. that even if not going to play there, or even if my role's not really defined very well, right. I should take it anyways. Alright, coming up next, Jason Fitz joins the show.
0: Aaron Rodgers is unimpressed with him, but we aren't. It's time for our weekly visit with ESPN's Jason
2: Fitz. Alright, Jason. Jason.
3: We got to know, how did you survive being on air for the first round of the NFL draft when the Raiders selected Alex Leatherwood? Whiskey.
1: So, you know, true story, I come in day three of the NFL draft and I pull up, you know, I was doing the radio uh, digital simulcast on day three and day one and two were both uh, just on digital. So I walk into my radio area day three and I log into the computer and I pull up ESPN.com and on the side under trending, I see fits. Leads with Raiders. And I was like, well, it's never a good thing when you're trending on the dot-com because of your Raiders take. But really where it hit me was day two when I finally looked at the camera and I had a one-on-one and just said, hey, look, Raiders, just so you understand, when you do something weird, I'm the one that gets blown up for it. Like, you know, I can't insulate from the press. My phone blows up. And so the hardest part, and this is a a true story with the Leatherwood portion of it, we had a great team behind the scenes that had pulled – uh, every single day they'd pulled highlights so that when guys were drafted, they had, you know, B-roll as they call it, and they could play stuff on it. Well, uh, this is the one time on all three days of the draft that they got my ear and they said, hold the pick, hold the pick. We don't have it. And it's because he just wasn't in the system yet to be drafted that high. So uh, it was, it was a surprise. I'm not going to lie about that, but all in all, I think you have to look at the totality of the draft. I think the Raiders had a really, really strong draft top to bottom. It's just, and if Leatherwood and Merrick had been flipped as picks, people today would be, you know, absolutely um, apoplectic, behind, beside themselves with joy. So I'm just looking at it, saying overall the names and positions they got. Really good, and I'm trying to make that bigger than Leatherwood, which is just yet another surprising pick.
3: Wait, Ed, can you give us the story of, of you guys at the paper having eight names ready oh, to go?
0: Listen, this is beautiful. <laughs> so you know, you uh, know, well as anyone. So you got to lay down some uh, copy beforehand, especially in today's world, because you have to be like right on it. They make the pick, you click it, and you're you know you're on your screen on your website, and you're getting clicks on it, right? So before the draft, like, look. It's the Raiders. Who the hell knows who they're going to pick? So, But they got to pick at least one of these eight guys because, you know, at the books, these were the eight guys people listed. So our beat writer said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do laydowns of eight guys, and whatever eight they pick, I'm clicking the button. Needless to say, we waited 30 minutes because no one knew who the <laughs> hell Alex Leatherwood would, and he wasn't one of the eight people we put the laydowns on. So we were a little late on that because everyone's like, who's that guy? And we had to actually search it to put the laydown down. So it was it was, it was hard for us as well.
1: Well, and and look, I think part of the surprise uh, of the pick is that Leatherwood, who is somebody that was obviously incredibly successful left tackle, uh, you know, is also somebody that even going into the Senior Bowl was adamant he wanted to play left tackle, and so he comes into a situation where he's a right tackle. Maybe in, in the minds of some, he's a guard. Uh, again, if he's if he's a second round pick, it makes a ton of sense because there are some questions about it. But the only thing I can say now that I've been echoing is that you know, Colton Miller was questioned a lot, you know, and obviously that has turned out the team feels to be a really strong pick. So maybe they get the benefit of that with, with interesting tackle selections, but uh, you know, obviously the pedigree's there for him. Let's just see, you know, how it works out. Uh, what do
3: you make of the Raiders being one of the teams uh, reported that Aaron Rodgers would like to be traded to if he does get traded from green Bay?
1: Well, first and foremost, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going anywhere, but, if he does get traded, I don't. I just don't see, and this is not a popular take. I don't see why it makes a ton of sense for Vegas, really, because you're going to have to give up three years worth of draft picks to get him. And you know, I, I've seen all the mock trades and everything. This is the reigning MVP in the NFL. It's going to cost you it, for the Raiders to do it. It's probably going to cost them Derek Carr and a player, which is fine. But then it's also going to cost them, I would guess, at least the next two, maybe the next three years of first round and possibly second round picks. That's the bounty you're talking about for a quarterback that's 38. That's coming off of an incredible year, but he is still 38. He's got to go somewhere where he's in a win a championship right now window. And if you look at the roster top to bottom, even with Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback, they're not a better team than Kansas City. So, like, there's just other work to be done. And I know everybody wants a quick fix and everybody wants an MVP quarterback, but just remember that Deshaun Watson last year was an incredible quarterback on a four and twelve team, like a quarterback is not just a fix-all for everything. So, while, it, whereas I thought it, before all of the allegations, the acquisition of Deshaun Watson made sense because he's young and you get a long run to build a team around him, you don't get that run with Aaron Rodgers. So, uh, the, the questions would have to be answered on this defense before I would find any real value in bringing Aaron Rodgers here if you're talking championship or bust.
0: Do you think, though, they'd get caught up in, okay, all of that is good, but there's no way in the Raiders' mind
1: you can let him go to Denver? And that's a fair point. Look, that's a fair counter that I don't – I can't even argue with that. Like, if you're telling me the only reason they acquire Aaron Rodgers is so that Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes don't both beat us up for the next couple of years, I I, I see that all day. I mean, there's some logic to it for sure. So, if that keeps them out of Denver – because Drew Locke is a liability at quarterback. So, you know, the the Broncos are going to desperately go in. But, again, the Broncos just have – they have a better roster right now. So, you know, the Broncos, if healthy – have the ability to you know that you put Aaron Rodgers on that they're going to get at least chatter for being you know one of the better teams in the AFC I still don't think it's going to make them better than Kansas City though like I I just I don't know that we just because they lost the Super Bowl doesn't mean things are broken in Kansas City like they're, they're clearly the best team in the AFC right now
3: if the Broncos actually did trade for Aaron Rodgers should the Raiders go into full rebuild tank mode for four years five years down
1: the road uh, are we not already? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, uh, the rebuild, I think, takes it much different. Uh, it, it answers the question of what to do with Derek Carr in the future. It answers what you're building for because, yeah, I think you're looking at it and saying, hey, we got a lot of young players. And, and I think this year's draft uh, gave us several players that have a real chance at starting and being very good. I mean, I'm talking uh, Gillespie, I think, has the chance to be a starter. I talked to a couple of the different scouts that uh, had him rated above Merrick on their board. Uh, The center that they got in the seventh round is somebody that's going to be able to bounce around and play all over the offensive line. Like I think this was a very good draft. But this is still an incredibly young Raiders secondary, and it's a young Raiders defense overall that we think has some good pieces maybe, but we don't know yet. So, yeah, I think you go into like, hey, our window starts in three years, so let's just do whatever we have to do to gut it and go. And, and, you know, frankly, I don't see why there'd be any hesitation for Gruden because he knows his job and realistically (laughs) his legacy are largely safe no matter what happens.
0: Why? I, I mean, look. I give you all kinds of credit that you made months. I mean, you did this for months because I, I tried it for like six six hours. But you have uh, apparently, according to your radio partner, have ended your months long clean eating kick. What's going on there?
1: No, uh, it was just for one day. I, you know, okay. I I didn't see, it made it seem like you did it for eight. months. <laughs> oh no, no, I did clean eat for yeah. I started clean eating March first because I wanted huh. to look my best for the draft. So I you. went two months and had no splurges, no alcohol, no sweets, no anything. Wow. And then I went out after the draft and, uh, I, uh, I definitely, I took 24 hours, 24 hour, you know, great period. And after the draft, I did, I got myself a filet with some crab meat on top and three full size desserts at the restaurant. Uh, it was a delight. And the next day I got myself pizza and pasta in a bread bowl, which is also what? a delight. Like, so I went for it, but I'm back on track today. You know, I'm, 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 you know, back to working out and eating right.
0: Pizza and pasta in a bread bowl.
1: I wouldn't feel Like, I'm not an either or Jeez. sort of guy. Like, that's how I got fat in the first place. Like, the moderation. I love everybody. I was listening to Cheney and Golda Judy yesterday on ESPN, and he was asking about Jaeger bombs. And Chennai said, well, you know, all things in moderation. And my point is, you can't have a Jaeger bomb in any <laughs> night that starts with the word moderation so like to be clear once i saw a pasta in a bread bowl which is made of pizza crust by the way <laughs> i was like yeah i'm i'm getting that so now moderation is out the door so wow. there were cookies involved too i mean it was it was a stellar day it was a, it was a stellar i could eat like that all day every day not like everybody else is like oh you feel so much better when you're eating healthy that's a, that's just a load of junk i feel better when i'm eating endless cake i just don't look
2: <laughs> endless cake i just i just want to know the drink pairings yeah
1: uh, so I really haven't had a lot of alcohol, uh, with any of it, uh, just because wow. I didn't have any alcohol at all. So I think one old fashioned was enough to kind of put me in the loopy sense. Uh, but for me, like the, the thing that I, I really wasn't drinking through all of this was anything other than water. So anything that it has a flavor to it, like my love of, of lemonade is pretty real. So yeah, I was, I was sucking down lemonade with my pizza.
3: What kind of pasta was in this bread bowl?
1: Uh, penne with Italian sausage on it and That's- marinara sauce.
3: This this genuinely sounds delicious. Like I've I've got to find somewhere here that serves me pasta in a bread bowl now.
1: Well, I mean I can tell you. I got it from a national chain. Like I I don't know if I'm allowed to tell you. Yeah, yeah, come on, it's this show. Just put it out there. Oh yeah. Domino's (laughs) Like Domino's has like Domino's Domino's. Yeah, you go to their pasta section. And then you click on it, then it brings you the option. And it says, would you like this in a dish or a bread bowl? And I'm like, this bread is a bowl. question. <laughs> and it is a like, they take the garlic buttery seasoning that they put on the pizza crust and they put it all around the pizza crust bread bowl. And then they shove it full of penne marinara. I put Italian sausage on it, a little bit of cheese on top. Oh, my God. Oh, wow.
3: Delight. I, yeah. I've i never been more happy to have Jason Fitz on the show than to find out that Domino's does bread bowls and you can stuff yeah. it full of pasta. That's the best. Yeah. Wow he is Jason Fitz from,
2: <laughs> from the ESPN.
3: Uh, Jason, as always, we appreciate it. Thank you, buddy.
1: If I keep eating those bread bowls, I'm going to be Jason Fats by the end of the year. But we'll just keep it going, boys. <laughs> Have you, a great brother.
0: week. Appreciate Thanks. It. Wow. So, bread bowl... <laughs> pasta, sauce, cheese, and I think he also said pizza was somehow involved or maybe the pizza was separate and he ate that too. Yeah, I think it was separate. I assume there wasn't pizza
3: stuff. At first when he said that, I thought there was like a slice shoved in there. Maybe he garnished the bread bowl with a piece of pizza. He
2: was using the pizza as a fork. To dip? Yeah, to dip it in?
0: (laughs) Domino's. Wow. Never heard of that. Neither have I? Never heard of that. The only thing in bread bowl I've ever had is
2: clam chowder.
3: Like or I or had, soup. I've, I've had, I've had like had soup, yeah. yeah, like, like a, a, uh, a nice, Panera does bread yes, bowls. Exactly. nice
2: potato soup from yeah. Panera.
3: Yeah, but I did not know you could get
2: pasta in it. I did not know you could get pasta from Domino's inside a it bread bowl. Said a bread bowl. I'm gonna have
3: to do that. That sounds good. amazing. What,
2: what was really bad is I was hungry earlier when you said taco. <laughs> when did that Oh, Taco Fall. I was like, <laughs> like ooh, tacos sound good, and now I'm just like. Man, food sounds like, can we order a pizza to the studio since we're all here?
3: It is 8.43 in the morning. We'd have to go
0: outside and pick it up.
3: Do (laughs) do pizza places open and deliver at 8.43 in the morning?
2: It's Vegas.
3: I don't even know if they do it here. (laughs) All right, coming up next, Jared. Oh, my God. He might be the best sharp we've ever had. Here
2: we go.
0: It's time to find the sharp, brought to you by PropSwap, where smart sports bettors buy and sell sports bets. Go to PropSwap.com today and find the very
1: best odds.
3: Phenomenal work by Jared yesterday. He was our fill-in sharp, and he actually got it right. Um, He took a two-game bet. Can't really call it a parlay here, but a two-game bet. I mean, you could parlay okay yeah you got I me mean, you could dental, dental parlay um he took the Chicago Cubs plus one and a half first five innings in both games against the Dodgers yesterday they had two seven inning games in their double header the Cubs not only covered the one and a half in both games they were winning after five innings in both games and ended up winning both of the games. So Jared like tried to play it safe with this whole first five thing. You should have just gone all in with them winning both games, but the Dodgers are like the worst team in baseball right now. So good bet
0: over the last 20 games. They're the worst team in the national league. And yet they're only a game and a half out. I don't know what really that, well, I know what it says for the national league West. I mean, I know what that says, but uh, they are not good
2: now. We talked about it, I think off the air, but the best part of AJ Max yesterday was him being like, Look at the run differential. Like Oh, yeah. The Dodgers, stupid. I think,
0: still have the best run differential, and they've lost 4 of 20. Exactly. What, what, is, what does that mean? The Marlins Obviously, are gonna, plus
2: 4, and yeah. they're
0: like, we can't win. Yeah. And the Dodgers are plus 45, and they're like 4 and 16 in the last 20. I love run differential.
3: It's a great stat. It's a weird stat. Who doesn't love run differential? So... Jared actually got one, which uh, is impressive because most people don't even get one, especially Jared because he likes to do things like that and <laughs> bet on the Cubs to be ahead of the dot or cover one and a half against the Dodgers in the first five they innings in back-to-back games. <laughs> they can when Kershaw's on the mound. They can
0: when Kershaw's what, on the. What the happened mound? to Kershaw yesterday? He's brutal. Thirty-seven pitches in the first inning, and then you know, seventy-game. You sit him down. You don't let him go back out there. That'd be stupid. But it was bad. He walked a guy who never gets walked, which is – he started that game. That game, The guy hasn't walked – he had been walking, like, since 2015. First thing he does is walk that guy. Oh, this isn't looking good. Then the bases loaded double, and he was a disaster, which is weird because he's been so good to start the season, but their bullpen's brutal.
2: I mean, it is so bad right now. It's like, Whoa. Is it is good. it about time for Kershaw to take his twenty games off that he takes off every season? He, he
0: could do that. This is it. He'll be in Texas next
2: year, but um, <laughs> he will he will he will end his career at
0: home in Texas. I'm like convinced that because they're not going to pay him like twenty something million anymore. That that's not are the bad. Rangers going to pay him? Not twenty something, but I think they would pay him to come home. I think they would do that for like the Rangers. Or two years. The Rangers
2: yeah. need some reason yeah, for people just for to people buy. to come out and watch. Yeah, um, like what well, they're yeah. leading the league in attendance this year because it's like <laughs> what a, the hey, COVID year. The hey COVID year. guys, uh, what do you want to go do? We could go see the Rangers or sit outside and eat. Yeah. No, it's Texas.
3: Everything's open in Texas. That's why they leave the I league just, is because they can have a hundred percent capacity.
0: I'm not even mad because I'm at home thinking to myself, it's so bad you're pining away for Joe Kelly to get healthy. <laughs> like that's how bad it is right now. So I'm like, I can't even like get mad at the TV because I'm like, wait, I'm sitting here wanting like more than anything for them to say Joe Kelly's uh, at the uh, throwing a simulated game today. He might be back soon.
2: You're googling is Rich Hill yes, exactly. still available? Oh, I have
0: googled. This is you left oh, this. God. I have Googled in the last week and I know what the update is 10 times when's Cody Bellinger going to play? And every time it's like, Cody <laughs> Bellinger is about to take live batting practice. And the Google says the same thing every time, and I continue to Google it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you should have watched, watched the Astros Yankees on Star Wars night on ESPN last night. I heard about the booing. You could have seen Tim Kirkshin wearing yeah. a Yoda mask. Oh,
0: I heard they dressed up. Yes. They dressed up. Yeah, you heard it from Tyler yeah. yesterday. Yeah, yeah, That's where I heard it. I. But how did the Yankee fans, especially in that game against that team, People got in like inflatable trash cans. I'm like, how's the security going in New York? I mean like they're like walking in with stuff that they probably shouldn't be allowed to walk in with.
3: Well, is there anything against an inflatable trash can? I don't think so. They got
0: they got they got confiscated. They took oh, it them did? Oh, oh yeah, they, they took did? them away. Yeah. In oh. fact, some Yankee fan was running after the security guard like this because he took a huge inflatable <laughs> trash can. It's like,
3: what's the point? Wait, why can't you have an
0: inflatable trash <laughs> can? I don't know you can't. There's there was oh. a thing on video on on YouTube, the guy running after him saying, Give me my trash can back.
2: If this were I mean, if this were England the security guard would have just been like, yeah, throw whatever. It's yeah, fine. He now. would have been yeah. the one banging. Yeah, he hey, let me have, have, have that. Let he, me have that. He would have thrown <laughs> it on the field himself. Would have been great. Yeah. All yeah. right. So my pick. See, now I'm tempted to go. I'm tempted to just annoy people. I, originally, I was going to go under six and a half Washington uh, Capitals, New York Rangers. But now I want to go under five and a half. Vegas, Minnesota, but I also want to predict Minnesota wins 3-2. So you have to do both? Why All would you right.
0: go to the 3-2 one? That's, I mean, if under five and a half would be good. You're going to take it an extra
3: step. So
2: what the hell do you want your pick to be? I No, I'm asking for advice. I, uh, I, I would I, just I, go I, the under more. five and a half.
3: I would go. I mean, no. I Jared's go got to make it. Got to make it hard on himself. So <laughs> well,
2: I really am not supposed to be the shark. I tried You weren't supposed
3: to win yesterday, <laughs> but you did. So okay. So why don't you parlay under five and a half and Minnesota to win?
2: Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Best. Minnesota,
3: best. Wins. Minnesota wins. Yeah. Goals are under five and a half. Okay, that's
0: a good one. Yeah.
3: That way you you don't have to get the
2: exact score right, but you got to hit both of those. <laughs> I'm legs. really not supposed so, to be this. Okay, but that also means that if I win this, I'm halfway to Ron. So that'll no, be good. it's only two days. Doesn't count. Uh, that no, way. you can't get two you can't, yeah. go too, 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 you can't get to four day. because you bet two things a day. Only
0: <laughs> one in a day. So so,
3: so I need to have... bet what I
2: need is an eighteen parlay. Yes, yes. All right.
0: If you hit an eighteen parlay, you're next you're equal with Ron. So
3: you Absolutely. have
2: to start selling picks.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you have Minnesota to win and under five and a half goals. All
0: right.
2: All right. This is such a bad idea.
3: Nah, you'll get it. You'll get it. Flurry will be good. <laughs> but but Flurry's good, and they're in their heads. But they, yeah, yeah they, but exactly. they can't beat Minnesota. Exactly.
2: So it's like they'll it's just like, be yeah. Flurry will be good until the final two minutes when they're just somehow seven guys standing around yes. him. And yeah, as long as it's 1-0 at that point, going. you're
3: gonna get. A, you have a good chance. I have a question in hockey betting. Do either of you know the answer to this? So if a game goes to a shootout, the final score according to the NHL will be right. like. Three to two. 3-2. Even though the team didn't actually score a third right. goal, does that count in
2: betting? All right, I, would, I have two minutes. I'm on it.
0: I would think it does.
2: Like like if that's you bet, the final you score, the, I think that's if you the bet final five score. Five and a half. Yeah, and I would think it does. Fin- yeah, I, that's the
0: fi- that's the official final score. It would have okay. to. I don't. I. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, don't I have bet. no. Idea. I think
3: it's stupid. They they count well, it as a goal.
0: Especially if it's three two and. You know, what is it? Each score their first three in the shootout, like someone who's four three in the shootout, but the final score is three to two. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> three two shootout win. They won in the shootout four to three. Four to three,
3: exactly. Yeah. It's very confusing. But I'm I'm I have to believe it's
0: three two final and it's under five and a half.
3: If that's the official final score, then there has to be. That's I don't know. That's fascinating to me because I I don't th- if I if I bet on a game and the under on goals and then you count it oh well they wanted a shootout so it, I'd be mad I'd be pissed oh, if yeah I counted against
0: it absolutely I don't
3: know Jared uh, doesn't seem to have the answer.
2: <laughs> I'm on uh, I'm on the Las Vegas Reviews <laughs> Journal and uh, I, I saw the answer I wanted but it did not come up whenever I actually clicked on the link. Where's the answer, Ed? Why are you guys
3: too busy photoshopping different quarterbacks into Raiders jerseys? I, we need this very specific answer.
0: I'm very upset Todd Dewey isn't listening to the show right now because he texts me like right away and you would tell me what the answer is. <laughs> I
2: don't know, what, I don't know what else he has
0: to do at this point.
2: From the, well, from he the, needs to text you about Aaron Rodgers being <laughs> a bleeping bleep <laughs> from the show that brought you the dental parlay. Yes,
0: yes. <laughs> We can't give you this answer. Now we have
3: questions about shootout goals and how they're determining there is some there. There is
2: genuinely some guy in his car who's just Angry. like red-faced yes. screaming. Yes. These like, morons. Well,
0: then tweet to us. If you <laughs> don't do that, just tell us the answer. How hey, do you morons. live in Vegas and not know this? <laughs> some guy got really <laughs> mad at me at Twitter. He's like, well, in the last two days, I learned that you don't like Star Wars and your Starbucks order takes an hour. You might as well hand in your man card. But I just respond <laughs> to him. Thanks for following. Like, <laughs> <A starch. laughs> Wait, what? <laughs>